you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ and Rhett with you today. Bucky will be back tomorrow. He's actually en route down to San Diego to be around me uh, for the rest of the day. We're going to grab some uh, great interviews at the MLB Winter Meetings for future podcasts. So Mm. uh, no Buck today. We do have Rhett. Rhett, great to see you, buddy. Uh, And this is a fantastic weekend of football to dig into. Yeah, and you kind of got the uh, the day after. So you get your birthday present the day before, I guess I should say, right? Happy birthday, uh, by the way. You had a fantastic Sunday slate of games, uh, including another nail-biter uh, for the Chargers, uh, right? Chargers and Raiders, always uh, an interesting one there. Um, but look, this was this was a fun Sunday. This was, in my book, the best Sunday of the year uh, in terms of how the schedule shaked out, uh, shook out and had some fun on game day live on Sunday and now ready to kind of dig into some of these things here with you. 
Yeah, no, look, it's a good birthday present to have some good games to discuss. And uh, we can jump right in here with the big three. Let's start off. Let's start off Kansas City, uh, Cincinnati. This is a matchup that Cincinnati is just kind of have handled the Kansas City Chiefs. Something we don't say about many folks when they're playing the Mahomes and Andy Reid. Yeah, I know. Tune in again. It's, it's no big deal. It's, it's great. Uh, Jamar Chase, that's a great line. Um, look, when I, when I went back and watched this game again, I don't see it live, so I dig in and watch the tape, and I wanted to watch Joe Burrow and just see what he did. And You know what? First of all, the thing that jumped out to me, he threw out of more clean pockets than I remember. Um, the offensive line's getting better. They're playing better. And then Joe is just playing with outstanding command and poise. His ability to just be comfortable, get your feet in the ground, trust your eyes, throw with anticipation, um, he was just in total control of this football game from what I watched. And opportune times to take off and use his legs, he did that as well. The game looked really slow for him watching that tape, Rhett. Yeah, and, and I love seeing him in these situations, right? In, in game, Like, he is just such a red light player, right? Like, such a big game player. Like, the spotlight shines the brightest, and he shows up uh, the biggest. And, you know, getting Jamar Chase back, I was actually kind of curious. I was like, would they get a little over-infatuated with trying to get him back into the lineup? Whereas, you know, they were perfect in the month of November without him, utilizing the run game a little bit. You saw some more T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. And that's kind of what I wanted to look at, DJ, was the run game. Because what's one thing... That you have to what is the thing that you have to neutralize when you're trying to be successful in the run against the Kansas City Chiefs well it's Chris Jones right up front and they did a lot of different things to try to get around Chris Jones and to try to minimize his impact on this game uh and and, I mean like they they trapped him with the tight end they were uh double teaming him a bunch there was some uh, they, they even did some draw plays to kind of neutralize his aggressiveness up the field. They held him a little bit. They ran away from him a lot. Like did a lot of different things to try to keep Chris Jones from wrecking the football game. And here's the thing about Samaj P. Ryan, who has subbed in quite nicely for Joe Mixon while he's been out. Like some running backs run to daylight, right? Some running backs try to find the open space. He runs to destroy. And he is a, a physical player. And I think Justin Reed might have found that out uh, quite personally in this game uh, on, on one of those stiff arms in, in run support. So I've I been really impressed with the way that the Bengals have been running the football. That interior trio, uh, Volson, Karras at center, and Alex Kappa, I thought did a really nice job trying to neutralize Chris Jones. Yeah, and look, I, I'm not overly concerned with the Kansas City Chiefs on this one. They lose a, a three-point game against a really good team in the Cincinnati Bengals. But I am I am feeling like they're losing a little bit of that aura of that invincibility that you had within the conference. And I think when you look at Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals, you look at Josh Allen with the yeah. Buffalo Bills, these are the teams you're going to have to get through to get to a Super Bowl. And I think there was kind of a fear factor. And I, I look... Tyreek Hill was a big part of that. You know, when you had him in this offense, there's a fear factor. I know people can throw out all the stats, and they're they're leading the league in every statistical category. Patrick Mahomes on his way to being an MVP. They don't miss Tyreek Hill. But I feel like in games like this, in these big games, that was a big moment, big game element to their offense that you don't have there with Tyreek Hill. So I think everybody kind of just dismissed that. You know, that they're winning a bunch of games, and they have a bunch of stats but I think when you get against the best teams, the teams you're going to play on the road to a Super Bowl, that that's a that's a void. Absolutely, 100% is a void for that team. Yeah, but I mean, they had them last year in those matchups. It's still lost. So I mean, I, I understand your point. Well, no, well that, well, that makes me wonder where that gap goes. Where does that gap go going right. forward? Then 
you know, exactly. Does it get bigger? Um, you know, and, and does the margin, I think the margin for error gets smaller, right? And I think that's part of this thing too. And look, this was a close game. This is a game uh, that I think the Bengals really dominated in the fourth quarter. Um, and, and they kind of proved that they're one of those teams that can close games out. Um, and that's usually that final 15 minutes is usually where Patrick Mahomes, you know, is at his best. And, uh, you know, he's kind of pedestrian day, you know, just 223 yards passing. Um, you know, they, I think the extra five minutes of time of possession for the Bengals, while maybe not stick to statistically, you know, extremely significant, pays off in a game like this with the Chiefs. If you can minimize their possessions, they only ran 54 plays. So um, I think the Bengals did all the right things in this one, Deej. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a Cincinnati Bengals team that's getting hot at the right time and, and playing their best no ball. Question. So big win for them over the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's get to another huge matchup here. This was an AFC-NFC clash between two head coaches, very familiar with one another. Uh, that's the Miami Dolphins and Tua Tagovailoa. They go on the road, take on a very tough San Francisco team. And the score, as you see it on the bottom there, 33-17, to 17, I don't think it's indicative of the game. Uh, I went back and I wanted to watch it from Tua's standpoint. I really want to dig in and study him because, you know, you're following, you're watching a game live, you're calling a game, you keep an eye on social media, and it was like, oh, man, Tua's having a terrible ball game, um, and they're really getting exposed against this great 49ers team. But then I watched the tape, Rhett. It's 23-17. to They're on the other side of the 50 with six minutes left with a chance to go down and win this ball game. Then it gets away. You have a turnover late. But, uh, you know, when I studied that game from Tua's sense, he missed a couple throws, um, but they yeah. also got some big chunk plays down the field. I thought the difference in the game, the reason why they were able to slow down this Miami Dolphins uh, attack, really was the second level. I mean, I know you'll get to Bosa and their pass rush, yeah. but I thought the depth of the linebackers, led by Fred Warner, he was able to get underneath and disrupt so many of those crossers that they live on in this offense. Their linebackers, all of them getting depth. I thought they probably should have adjusted and taken some shallow crosses, taken some of those underneath throws. But the intermediate stuff, they eliminated. They eliminated those intermediate throws in this ballgame. And, you know, you, you'd like to see Tua probably trying to hang on to that ball just a little bit longer to wait for some of that stuff to pop on that second level, but he couldn't. I mean, Nick Bosa is in his face. I mean, generated seven pressures in this game, three sacks. I mean, I look at the different ways that they tried to neutralize Nick Bosa. I mean, they got him. One of those times where the, the tight end chip actually backfires, you get the Dolphins tight end early in the game trying to chip him. He does like this spin move, ends up in the A-gap all alone and has a free shot on uh, Tua Vailoa and, and really, I mean, put a big lick on him. Uh, and then you got a couple of times where the, the running back tries to come in and cut him down. He's just so athletic. He can put his hands down, kind of get by that cut block, jump over and continue to accelerate to the quarterback. You know, I think back to what Mike McDaniel was saying, talking about this game and talking about the effect that Joey Bosa can, or Nick Bosa can have on it. And he's like, he, he just he lives, he eats and he breathes pass rushing. Like if he sees like a stop sign that he's walking by, like he'll do a pass rushing move on it. If there's a hand sanitizer station, like he'll do a pass rush move against it. Like just always on his mind. He's like the parkour pass rusher. Um, and so you really saw that in this game. And there's so many different ways in which the Dolphins tried to affect him and to take him and to give two of that extra beat to get the ball out. And he just finds ways around it. Just such an, a, dynamically athletic and explosive guy getting after the passer and those three sacks um you know i mean that could have been a couple more too and then look it's tough for the dolphins when you're down you know your your top two tackles in austin jackson and uh and uh, teron armstead but 
I, I, you know, that's a tough one. That is a tough, tall task. And I think that's exactly how Mike McDaniel put it after the game, trying to slow down uh, Nick Bosa. And as you know, seeing Joey, I mean, those dudes are closers and they can wreck games, Deej. Yeah, and there's three types of game plans. There's good game plans, there's bad game plans, and then there's asking tight ends and backs to block Nick Bosa. That's like a whole nother not level good. of a bad idea. Let's <laughs> not, not let's yeah, not do that. Not He's got 14 and a half sacks right now to lead the National Football League. Now, yeah. the big story coming out of this one, Rhett was the quarterback on the other side. Unfortunately, Jimmy Garoppolo is right. going to be lost for the year. Brock Purdy goes into this ball game. I know you got a chance to, uh, to see him in an all-star game. I know you got a chance to look at him in this right. ball game. Is Brock Purdy... In your opinion, do you feel comfortable with him going forward or with the fact that Baker Mayfield just got released a few a few minutes ago uh, from the Carolina Panthers, does that become a better option here for the 49ers? Okay, so I think there's a couple of points to that discussion here. Let's just start with Purdy, uh, you know, and I'll get to a couple of plays of him here in just a second. And here's the thing. We did see him at the Shrine Bowl. Bucky and I were there all week, watched him in practice, talked to the NFL coaches about him. And I went back and looked at my uh, my spotter chart and what I wrote down, what the coaches were telling me about Purdy from that week. And they're like, great leader, terrific command of the offense in a short period of time understands defenses, knows where pressure is coming from and is able to deliver the ball accurately. And he was such a big part of that Iowa State kind of renaissance under Matt Campbell, such a productive college quarterback there at Iowa State. And you can see why. And some of those things that those NFL coaches were telling us at the Shrine Bowl, you saw in this game in a really tough spot for a rookie. So this is a dude I I just feel like has a lot of work to do because early on it, it wasn't pretty and he took some time to settle into this game. And I know things are different for backup quarterbacks when, you know, as opposed to coming in and and filling in for an injured starter and then to have go out there and be the full time starter. Things can be a little bit different. I get that. But I think there's a lot to build on from Brock Purdy here. And there's a reason that the San Francisco 49ers were comfortable with him being QB2 when Trey Lance went down and didn't go out and get somebody else. This wasn't the first time we've seen him. He's had a couple of snaps here and there. He was Mr. Irrelevant in the draft, um, but has proven <laughs> to be quite relevant here for the 49ers. And I was just really impressed in some big spots, some of the throws that he made. He can get out. He's athletic enough to do what they want to do offensively, move in the pocket, uh, some of that boot action stuff. So I, I was really impressed with what Brock Purdy showed us there. Yeah, I'll be I'll be honest. I was surprised at how well he played. I went back and looked through my notes yeah. as well. You know, coming through the draft process, you mentioned Mr. Relevant. Look, he's he's under 6'1", he's 6005, 212 pounds. He ran 484. He's not super, super athletic. He did start 47 games there at Iowa State, played a lot yeah. of football. Last year, 72%, 19 touchdowns, eight picks. Um, I, I thought he held the ball a little bit too long. I questioned his vision. I just thought overall his toolkit, he was just very average in terms of the tools that he possessed. I remember when they benched Matt Ryan in Indianapolis and it was Sam Ellinger and it was kind of young and it was different and we're going to try this thing out. I I just have a feeling we'll see with Brock Purdy, but I have a feeling kind of the more you see here, the longer he plays, you know, I think you'll see a little bit more of who he is. And I don't know if that's going to be a player that can hoist a trophy here for a team that's ready to win a championship. So if I'm looking at it right now and I'm looking at the opportunity to go get a Baker Mayfield who's been... Uh, someone who's played well in this league, a number one overall pick. I think talent-wise, he's on another level uh, than Brock Purdy. Now it hasn't worked Arm out there in Carolina. Sure. Yes, I think I just think that's you know put him around the, with the pieces you have in place there. I think that makes more sense. And I, I mean, people will think I'm crazy. I would at least kick the tires on Philip Rivers. I'd call him see if he'd be interested at all uh, in coming back and doing it because I think this team, <laughs> if you just make good Phillip decisions, Rivers. get the ball where it's supposed to go. Oh yeah, I would still I, I would still call him up. I know I'll get. 
I'll get heat for that. Like, oh, he's been out of the league for almost two years. The last I saw him, he played. He was playing winning football. His skills had deteriorated, but he was yes. look where the Colts went after him and what that looked like no after kidding. he left. So it's an upgrade. That's all I'm saying. And at Baker Mayfield, Philip, I I don't think their quarterback is on the roster right now that they'll trot out in the playoffs. I'll just put it that way. Yeah, but. You know, how long does it take to get uh, up to speed? I mean, we're talking about week 13, you know, and you're getting down to it here. If you're the 49ers, they did. uh, I think they went and got Josh Johnson, who might have already played for the 49ers three different times uh, in his career. So I I think you've got a guy, you got a veteran presence there to at least back up Brock Purdy in the near term. But I wouldn't mind them looking at a, another veteran option, a guy that's had a lot of starting experience like Baker Mayfield or yeah, shoot. Why not? Yeah, give Philip Rivers a call. I mean, uh, I don't know if you want to see him running around, you know, on, on some of those, uh, on some of the way they use that play action out there in San Francisco, but he can sit back there and sling it around a little bit. Just one more thing on Purdy. You know, I was watching, there was a four, there was another third down play. And I just, like I wrote when I was watching it, no guts, no glory. Like this dude's not afraid of anything. Like he absolutely, I mean, fired a a 10 yard, it's about a spot route from Debo Samuel, super tight coverage, tight window throw. Like he is not afraid to let it rip and give his guys a chance to go make a play on it. So I think, I think Kyle Shanahan really likes what he sees in in Purdy. Now, long-term, that's obviously the question here. Long-term for this season, I mean. Yeah, I know Matt Campbell wishes he probably still had him as well as Brees Hall yeah, no at kidding. Iowa State team to no a little kidding. bit of a nosedive this year. Uh, one quick thing on these on this game before we move on. Last thing, the Miami Dolphins have just signed Eric Fisher. Uh, again, a former number one overall pick. Uh, tackle spent the majority of his career with the Kansas City Chiefs trying to help out their tackle situation. So, interesting move there. All right, one more game here. Let's get to it. The final of the big three. That is Tennessee and Philadelphia in a... Uh, in an A.J. Brown revenge game, is that what we're calling it? It was a butt-kicking sure. is what it was. Yeah, but it was. Uh, your take on that one, Rhett. Yeah, I mean, look, A.J. Brown's on a, on a different level. And, you know, I think when you look at the Tennessee Titans and understand that coming into this game, Robert Woods was their leading receiver, which is great, except when you find out that his reception total and yardage total is the lowest of any team's leading receiver. Now, a part of that is a product of how the Titans want to run their offense through Derrick Henry. I get that. Um, but you just you can't look at that team and be like, man, there is a place for A.J. Brown here. Right. I mean, like that's when this offense is clicking, when teams have to respect what number 11 in green does uh, for the Eagles now and what he was doing for the Titans in the early part of his career. But I understand the financial component of it. And so when you look at it from that perspective, Traylon Burks, who has missed some time this year, I think he's only played eight games, but the last three games were the best three games he's played this year. So he was really starting to come on. I look back at his two games coming into this one. I think he had 11 catches, six of those go for first downs. Um, and, and then in this game, he only played seven snaps, uh, had the unfortunate uh, head injury that they're dealing with now. But on that one catch he had, it was beautiful. Like, that's where he should live, like in the slot, running one of those benders, big physical presence, takes the hit, hangs on to the football, unfortunately, uh, has to leave the game after that. But, man, I, I'm, I'm excited about what Traylon Burks can do to this team. And they're starting to use him a bunch in the motion game like we saw at Arkansas. Um, I think there's a lot to like there, but it's just it pales in comparison right now to what A.J. Brown can give you. And I, you know, look back at, at the trade in totality, DJ, they traded 18 and 101 to the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, or, or rather they traded A.J. Brown for 18 and 101. 101, they ended up packaging in that Jermaine Johnson deal that the Jets traded back up into the first round to get. And so they ended up with three additional players. You can't give them credit for all those players, right? Because it was only one pick 
from the A.J. Brown trade, but they ended up with Roger McCreary, yeah. Nicholas Petit-Frere, and Kyle Phillips. Uh, McCreary and Petit-Frere played a ton for him this year as rookies. So, I mean, like, it, it does take some time to evaluate these trades, but it, it's obvious where the Eagles are with A.J. Brown as the clear winners at this point. Yeah, I, to me, and I just look at where the team was with the Titans in terms of trying to win right now. The, the number one seed, you've got a running back you're paying good money to to try and get those last you know few years out of. It was kind of just an odd timing to then yeah. kind of pivot and kind of come with the youth movement there and not pay the money there to A.J. Brown. Uh, from the Eagles' standpoint, real quick, pass rush, completely dominant. Um, you look at that side of the ball, they just got after him up front. It's waves and waves of defensive linemen. You're taking notes. Josh Sweat is winning outside. He's winning on inside rushes. Domin- uh, you, you saw Sue flash a little bit, get some penetration. Then you've got uh, Reddit coming off the uh, off the edge, who's got big time, big time burst. So they, they've got so many different guys they can throw at you. Fletcher Cox picked one up. Hargrave got after it. It's just a really deep, talented group there with the Philadelphia Eagles. So uh, hats off to them and their pass rush taking over and dominating the football game from that side. So uh, a, a very impressive win for the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We've got plenty more to get to here on a Monday. Again, some incredible games. We'll dig into the rest of them when we get back right after this. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. 
That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. NFL Plus is the league's new exclusive video streaming subscription service. NFL Plus has your game day covered with live, local, and primetime regular season and postseason games right on your phone or tablet. NFL Plus is available on the NFL app and at NFL.com. Subscription plans start at just $4.99 a month. Fans can visit plus.nfl.com and sign up for a free trial of NFL Plus today. All right, Rhett, this is a game between two teams with good records um, that are both chasing a playoff berth, and I feel like nobody believes in either one of them here with (laughs) Washington uh, and the Giants here. What was your takeaway from this ball game that ended in a lovely 2020 tie? Yeah, you know, it feels like everyone's waiting for the other shoe to drop, like with both of these teams. Like, all right, when does, you know, Taylor Heineke turn into a pumpkin, right? And when do the, uh, you know, when does Daniel Jones, you know, prove again that he is not the guy uh, in New York? Well, I I got news for you. Like, Daniel Jones is not going quietly into the night here um, in in this season and, and in his career right now. I mean, like, this guy's playing some good football. And you think about what he's doing um, with the targets that he has, it makes it all the more impressive. And 12 carries in this game for 71 rushing yards. And some of them were scrambles. Sure. Saw some pressure, got out of it, made some nice plays, ran for some first downs. There were some QB design runs as well, which again, in today's league, like you need a player like Daniel Jones that has that type of mobility And he was judicious with the football. He took care of the football. He was efficient. 25 of 31 in this game when you include the overtime. Just one touchdown, zero interceptions. I I just feel like there was a lot to like about what Daniel Jones did there. But again, only threw for 200 yards. And they only put up 20 points. So what does that tell you? Well, um, you know, they're just they're not an explosive team through the air and and in the passing game. And Saquon Barkley isn't pulling off chunk plays here and there. Like it's going to take them some possessions and some time to move the football down the field, which is okay unless you get behind or unless you need, you know, touchdowns at the end. Or, you know, like in this case, the throw that Daniel Jones made to get in field goal range at the end of overtime, 58 yarder for Graham Godot, which he missed. I mean, was like a textbook. Like he just maneuvers, sidesteps some pressure after the left guard gets beat really quickly, fires it on the money ball over the middle uh, in front of a couple of defenders. And they have a chance to go win that game. So, and that, that's kind of my point. Like Daniel Jones gives the Giants a chance to win football games. They just don't have enough on the perimeter to scare anybody out of dealing with, you know, stacking the box to deal with Saquon Barkley 
and they don't have anybody to to like vertically really stretch the field. Now that Wandale Robinson has been hurt, you know, they traded Kadarius Tony, Kenny Galladay is what it is at this point. Um, I mean, credit to Isaiah Hodgins, who's done some nice things for him. But I mean, like, you know, when can we get Daniel Jones some help to really understand what he can do for this team? You know, it's interesting. You flip that over to the commander's side and you talk about the lack of weapons with the Giants. I think that the commanders might have the most, like, clearly defined one, two, and three. Like, they have a number one wide receiver in Terry McLaurin, who's 27 years old, who just got paid and is one of the best in, in the business right now. I think he's a clear number one. Curtis Samuel has proven to be a really good sidekick, a really good number two wide receiver. He's got over 500 yards already this year. He's got 54 grabs. I think he's a really solid number two receiver. And then you have the rookie here, and Jahan Dotson is 22 years old, who I think is everything you kind of want in that third receiver with what he can bring and what he does for this ball club. I think all of them can move around, too. If you wanted to, you could play them inside or outside. I think all of them are interchangeable in that regard uh, with their skill sets. They can all get on top. They can all. It's a it's a really good group. So Taylor Heineke's got a lot of credit for this team winning ball games, and he's been kind of labeled a winner. But I look at these two teams in a tie ball game, and I look at what Daniel Jones was doing with who he's throwing to, and then I look at at Heineke putting up the same total, playing with much better players out there on the perimeter. I thought it was interesting a little. Uh, comparison when you look at the groups that they're playing with. And the numbers tell the same story. Seven explosive plays through the air for the Commanders. You want to know how many for the Giants? One. Like, that's it. I mean, that that is part of the difference here in, in these two teams, certainly, and in the Giants' upward mobility in that division. And look, honestly, in the, in the conference. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, well, anyways, interesting ball game there. It ends in a tie. Really, nothing was decided in that one. Uh, <laughs> so everybody has their opinion on on those two teams, and they left with the exact same opinion they right. had before the game started. Uh, let's get to another one here. Let's get to another one. This is a fun game to watch. I actually saw a little bit of this one uh, before the Chargers-Raiders uh, game, and that was the Jets at the Vikings. The game, the Vikings had a big lead. The Jets came storming back, but they couldn't quite finish it. Uh, it was a big win at home for the Minnesota Vikings. And I thought really the key to this ballgame was the defense in the red zone for the Vikings, forcing so many field goals. The Jets marched the ball up and down the field. You look at the total yardage uh, in their favor. They dominated it. Doubled them but up. they couldn't Almost. finish. Only one touchdown on six red zone possessions. Yeah, absolutely. So when you go back and look at it, a couple things stood out to me. Number one. When they got inside the red zone, the Vikings did a good job of knocking them off schedule on early downs. So then you you look at those possessions. There's a third and seven, a third and 16, another third and seven, a third and 10, a third and five uh, with a couple third and ones mixed in there. But they they made it a difficult challenge when they got to third down. And when they got them in third and long, they did the same thing. They rushed four, they played coverage. They were able to get just enough pressure and they were able to just kind of cloudy the vision there for Mike White with a lot of guys back there in coverage, a little bit of two-man they were running there as well as some match coverage. But uh, I thought they had a really good game plan, but it started by getting them off schedule on early downs. It's hard It's hard to convert third and longs inside the red zone. A lot easier when you find yourself in third and twos, third and threes. Negative plays in the red zone are just brutal. I mean, absolutely. Br- I mean, it's, it's drive killers. That's what turned six into three, obviously. And then the Jets had four straight uh, field goal opportunities from the second through the fourth quarters where that was their only points. So line from 60, 36, 30, 26, which explains your red zone argument there and those last three field goal opportunities. And, and like, you know, good for him. He ends up hitting all those, but it's just not enough. And and so yeah. you waste a terrific effort from your defense who keeps Dalvin Cook under 100, 
Kirk Cousins under 200 and Justin Jefferson under 50. You have got to win the football game when your defense plays that good against one of the best offenses in football. And they don't. And so that that is part of the problem. And it wasn't for lack of the yardage. Three for 16 on third down tells a part of that story as well. Um, but like wasn't for a great. It, it was not for a great, great effort from Garrett Wilson. I mean, who did his part in this game. And I look back, he was targeted 15 times, only caught eight of them. So like there's you know, there's something there as well. But man, you go back to how we had because I remember you and I had a bunch of discussions about the receiving class coming into last year's draft. You know, oh, yeah. Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson up there. And I was, you know, I, I was a sucker for not a sucker, but I was in love with with the way that Chris Olave ran his routes. I mean, just so silky smooth. I wanted him to I wanted to make it my top wide out. And then you kind of kept telling me, he's like, no, you got to You got to watch how physical Garrett Wilson is with the football in his hands and just how, how much of a complete player he really is. I mean, obviously, he's explosive, can get the ball down the field. But the way that he can make guys miss, um, I mean, it's a couple of the plays in this game with the run after catch in you throw the con- yards after contact in there, too. And it's like. I mean, th- this dude is an absolute stud. He goes for eight, eight catches, 162 yards. He had a 60 yarder in this game. Uh, didn't get into the end zone. But I mean, he is a game changing player. And if the Jets can figure things out consistently at quarterback, man, they got a good one for years to come here. Yeah, he's electric. Um, and that was Stefan Diggs was the comp there. And yep. that's what he looks like running around yep. out there. I mean, he's a, he's a big time talent. Um, all right, we're going to take a break. Rhett. When we come back, interesting discussion to have with the Detroit Lions. It's a big win for them. But we want to forecast forward and what do they do at the most important position in sports. We'll jump into that right after this. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does the hard parts for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billings, scheduling, and more with a home management team that provides support before, during, and after your stay so you can focus on the relaxing, hosting, and making memories with family and friends. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. With Picasso, you can stop saying someday and start building family traditions today in a vacation home you own and revisit time after time. Visit Picasso.com today to see thousands of luxury vacation home listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O.com. All right, let's jump back in here talking about a Detroit Lions team with a big win over Jacksonville. And there's a couple different layers to this thing that I want to get to, Red. I'm actually going to get it over to you first because I want to get your thoughts on, on the number one and number two overall picks uh, and what you saw from that. And I want to come back yeah. and we can dig into uh, what the quarterback position looks like with the Lions and how this draft is going to kind of uh, connect with their needs. So why don't you start us off here, just what you saw from those two guys. Anytime you see number one versus number two in a draft, That's I fine. think it's a good story. Right. We've seen that. We Usually you see it with quarterbacks. Right. And and we've seen that certainly over the course of the last few years, whether it was, you know, Goff and Wentz or Mariota and Winston. And now we got Walker and Hutchinson. Right. The two edge rushers who went one and two. Obviously, uh, Trayvon Walker going number one out of Georgia to the Jacksonville Jaguars and then Aiden Hutchinson, number two to his hometown Lions there. So and then you think back to all the conversations we had about this. And I think there was some trepidation, you know, kind of as a popular opinion about, whoa, 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 we're Trayvon Walker coming out of nowhere here. And you, uh, to be like the projected as the number one overall pick. And you're like, well, I mean, you look at the skill set, look at the athleticism, you look at the tools that he has. And man, if this dude puts it all together, like he might be a, you know, he might be that Miles Garrett type of player, right? Might be that transcendent type of pass rusher. And you just didn't see it uh, a lot on his college tape. Well, the opposite, right, for Hutchinson, who had the terrific production, um, was a key piece of Michigan's Big Ten championship run. Polished pass rusher, had a lot of tools in his toolkit that he could throw out there in pass rushing scenarios. And that's kind of what you saw in this game. And like both players, I thought, played pretty well in this game. Hutchinson just at this point still looks like the more polished player. Like he had a spin move in this game that was like at the end of the game, like under a minute, the game's well in in hand. And this dude's still, you know, obviously 110 percent effort and a spin move on Walker Little. Uh, I mean, it, it, I was like, whoa, there goes Dwight Freeney again. Like it was it was that good. And he gets to Trevor Lawrence there. He had a sack in this game. Um you know, he he just has so many different ways that he can beat you, whereas right now Trayvon Walker feels like if, if it's not power, it's nothing. And he can generate some pressure with that power yeah. and, and converting some of that speed to power. And you see that a lot uh, with him. But there just isn't that variety of moves. I do like that they move him around a little bit, kind of you put his hand in the dirt almost as like a five tech inside sometimes. And you start running some of those some of those games inside down there, and he can be a real factor on in the interior too, which is kind of cool. Um, 
and I think he's going to be a really, really, really good player. It's just right now Hutchinson just a little bit ahead. Yeah, and we knew that coming in. We yeah. knew that Aiden Hudson arrived as more of a finished product, and it was more of a work in progress there with Trayvon Walker. But you can dream on what he can be. Plays hard, dominates against the run, yeah. and he provides some upside, hopefully, here in the future as a pass rusher. All right, so last year, Aiden Hudson, the second pick for the Detroit Lions. As it stands right now, they're holding a top-five pick, yeah. uh, courtesy of the Rams and the Matthew Stafford trade. So that would be, as the season uh, sits right now, would be the number-four overall pick which would put them in range of a quarterback. Think about the teams picking ahead of them. The Bears with Justin Fields, they're not taking one. The Seahawks, uh, shoot, the way that they're getting quarterback play right now from Geno Smith, don't know that they're going to be in the quarterback market. So you could have a chance to get one of the top two quarterbacks in this draft class if you're the Lions. Now, the question is, Rhett, you look at Jared Goff and the way he's playing, the way this offense has really started to get going here, the the – the obvious upgrade over him, I don't know that that obvious upgrade exists picking fourth in this draft. I, I, don't, I don't know. And I look at, okay, I know exactly what I have with Jared Goff. I can address another need. I think that the Jets, you know, a little bit of a cautionary tale here. Um, and we'll see how Zach Wilson's career unfolds. But you had a Jets roster. Remember, that was a decision. Was Sam Darnold um, or do you punt on Sam Darnold and you go get, you know, a young quarterback in the draft? Now, I think Goff is more accomplished, considerably more accomplished at this point in his career uh, than where Sam was at that time. But you look at all the great players the Jets potentially could have had uh, with that pick, um, and they take Zach Wilson. It hasn't worked out. This Jets team is is stacked and loaded right now. But, man, you imagine throwing uh, one of those other premier players, a Kyle Pitts, a uh, Jamar Chase, one of those type dudes in that, uh, you know, in that group. So, I think that's something that the Lions are going to be kind of thinking through. Is the quarterback of the future in this draft? Or can we run this thing with a very affordable Jared Goff for the next few years and just add another key piece to the to the building block of this organization? Well, I think in the question kind of becomes, you know, especially if the order kind of hovers around where it's at right now, as you showed us with, you know, the Lions with perhaps an opportunity to get the second quarterback off the board uh, right there at number four. Like if, you know, if Bryce Young or CJ Stroud is sitting there, like, is it, is that going to be, that, that might be pretty tough to pass up uh, if you're Brad Holmes and if you're uh, Dan Campbell. Now, look, I look at what Jared Goff has done this year. I mean, like 19 touchdowns, seven picks. Uh, again, you'd like, I'd like to see a few less interceptions. He had a, he had a string there from weeks three through seven where he threw the vast majority of those interceptions. So it can be a little bit streaky, right? And that was a big reason why the Lions were losing football games and turnovers there. But I mean, he's got some good, we- got some good weapons on that team too, with DeAndre Swift, Amon Ross St. Brown, DJ Chark is starting to show up there for them. And they're going to get Jamison Williams rolling here soon. Like, he got a $25 million quarterback, which, you know, a few years ago might have seemed like a lot as a bargain right now in terms of starting quarterback play. I, look, I could be tempted to go get the best position player available right there at number four if I'm the Lions and feel okay about it. Because you got golf yeah. under contract very reasonably for the next two years after this one. Um, you know, as you look at the guys that have been uh, the quarterbacks that are headed to the Senior Bowl, a player like Tyson Badgett, right, a, a smaller school player out of Shepard. Um, you know, who may not be on the radar as a first round pick, but maybe that's somebody that the Lions could be like, all right, let's go get the best player available at four or five or whatever it ends up being. And let's find a, let's target a quarterback we might like to develop for a year or two, you know, in round two or three and maybe get the best of both worlds there. Yeah, they also have another first round pick. Um, uh, that's true. So depending on how the board falls, <laughs> they, had a couple they, shots could, at it. Right. they could opt to wait for their second pick. 
We've seen teams do that in the past. Seen the Ravens do it twice, I believe, with with yeah. Flacco and with Lamar Jackson not being their first pick uh, in that draft. So, anyways, interesting team to keep an eye on. Another game inside that division with the Lions that I want to uh, get to real quick here. The Green Bay Packers, I guess, shouldn't be a surprise. They go handle the Chicago Bears, uh, something they've done throughout Aaron Rodgers' time there. Uh, eighth straight win versus the Bears. Your takeaway on this one, Rhett? Yeah, my takeaway was the tale of two halves defensively for the Green Bay Packers. They were getting shredded uh, in the first half in a limited possession game. I mean, I'm talking about the, uh, you know, you watched another explosive run from Justin Fields in the first half. He's now his third 50-plus yard touchdown run, which is incredible. So he has 70 rushing yards. They have 220 total yards in the first half. Like something going wrong. And I was just kind of curious to see if the, the Packers kind of changed up anything. So watching it, I mean, like they were almost exclusively kind of running cover three looks against Justin Fields. You didn't want to run a lot of man. Nobody wants to turn their backs against this kid, right? Uh, with the way that he can run the football uh, from the quarterback spot. And then in the second half, though, they started varying things up a little bit. Started throwing a few more looks at him. And that's kind of where they got a couple of those interceptions later, at least one of them uh, coming on looks that they hadn't really shown much of in the first half in terms of coverage. So um, I just thought it was a nice job by Joe Barry making some adjustments in the second half. Uh, that, and then the, the defense just played better. The guys just played. Jerry Alexander was a different player in the second half and I thought their run defense was much better uh, in the second half and so they really limited things gave Aaron Rodgers a chance to kind of figure things out and uh, do what he usually does against the Chicago Bears yeah and I go back and I look at the Packers and the home run that they hit on Christian Watson I want to go back to that draft if you remember the the panic uh, that set in because you had that run on wideouts all took place before their pick Um, you look at Drake London Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jameson Williams, who we get a chance to see now, Jahan Dotson, Traylon Burks. Burks. Yeah. I mean, these guys just were gone. They 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 were gone. So in that point in time, they say, oh man, everybody freaks out. And you go, oh, yeah, remember the Packers? They do a pretty good job of finding wideouts in the second round. And they did it here with Christian Watson, who's got eight touchdowns over the last four games. He's really emerged not only as a passing weapon, just get the ball in his hands. Uh, any way you can, and you see the speed and the strength that's real and uh, as a rookie that's playing phenomenal ball for them. So, again, just a nice reminder, don't freak out on draft day. they got to let these things play out a little bit. They end up getting tremendous value uh, with Watson there in the second round. I agree. I loved when we, I think we we all kind of loved the the raw athleticism that Watson brought to the table. And it took him a little while to refine some of this stuff as – and, you know, he's banged up for most of the offseason, barely practiced uh, in the spring and in, into the into the summer and in, in fall camp. We didn't see much of the preseason. And then, you know, it took him a little while to get his feet under him. But, man, he I mean, he's like Chris Carter. I mean, dude just catches touchdowns. I think like 30 percent of his catches have gone for touchdowns at this point. So it's uh, it, it looks pretty good. Future is promising there at the wideout spot for the Green Bay Packers. No doubt. Uh, I'll tell you what, I know a team that's missing a wideout is the Chargers uh, in Mike Williams, who has not been playing and uh, offensive line-wise, missing some guys, defensive line. Anyways, there's a lot to get to with the Chargers and the Raiders. We're going to get to that uh, right after we take a quick break right now. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of guarding that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does the hard parts for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more with a home management team that provides support before, during, and after your stay so you can focus on the relaxing, hosting, and making memories with family and friends. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. With Picasso, you can stop saying someday and start building family traditions today in a vacation home you own and revisit time after time. Visit Picasso.com today to see thousands of luxury vacation home listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. This is a game I was at in the desert, Las Vegas. The Raiders with a big win over the Chargers. Chargers jump out to a 10-0 lead. The Raiders go on a run. Chargers attempt to come back. They come up a little bit short. That's the that's the, the cliff notes there, there uh, on that one, Rhett. But I thought this game, this game was about the Raiders stars kind of delivering the knockout punch, really. You know, Max Crosby, the first play of the game, he has a forced fumble. Justin Herbert gets on it. But the Chargers had to, to, to put so much attention on Max Crosby. You had to leave Jamari Sawyer, uh, your your rookie backup left tackle, one-on-one with Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones has three sacks, has the best game he's had all season long. So you had the Max Crosby effect. But really, it was the offensive side of the ball where Josh Jacobs – was Josh Jacobs that we've seen this entire year, the NFL's leading rusher, just pounding the ball, uh, finishing drives, and, and really kind of putting the game in control. And then you look at Devontae Adams and what he did. You know, they couldn't cover him all day long. It, th- those were the two guys. You talk about trying to make a right-handed offense left-handed. The Chargers got punched in the face by two right hands in this game, Rhett. 
uh yeah that's a tough that's a tough thing to do but uh they, they figured out wait were you were those cliff notes from this week or were they from last week or the week before or like you i feel like it could it's just be from a, last year yeah <laughs> as well could be from their meeting at the end of the year last year just such a familiar story certainly when these two teams get together i mean obviously great for the raiders to finally get something out of chandler jones and i know for a pass rusher like you feel like if you're if you're out there and you know if you're finding if you're getting close you know the sacks are eventually going to come you talk about them coming in bunches at times and that was certainly the case uh, here against uh, the Chargers but I mean look the Chargers are doing the best they can here at this point with the guys that they're having to roll out there along the offensive line yeah. at the wide receiver spot too I mean they are they are vastly shorthanded um, but I just want to think back to a few weeks ago right yeah I want to say it was about a month ago. The Raiders are in dire straits. They're riding a losing streak here. They end up throwing Darren Waller on IR. Hunter Renfro goes on injured reserve. I think Blake Martinez retired. I mean, like, it was like, whoa, what is going on uh, in Las Vegas right now? <laughs> and then I mean, it's like it's like the wheels are like literally falling off the bus. And then all of a sudden, like they've won three in a row. And and what do you know? It's like the big time guys showing up. It's Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs in the same game. Right. That's when they're at their best, one or the other uh, picking each other up and feeding off each other. And then, you know, I think Max Crosby has kind of helped will this win streak for the Las Vegas Raiders. And, and then Chandler Jones shows up here today. So, like, I, I just think there's there's a lot to say for patience. Um, it, and look, what, what did we talk about last week? Right. I mean, you like to see patience, but you have to show, show progress to earn it. And I think that's what they've they've showed us here, that Josh McDaniels stay in the course making some tweaks, figuring out how to put his players in the best position to succeed, which is, of course, what his mentor, mentor Bill Belichick, has become famous for. And it's paying off. And they're kind of right in the thick of things right now as you start to get into the AFC playoff picture at 5-7. and seven. Yeah, and we saw them last year get hot at the end of the year and, and kind of snuck in the back door and gave the Cincinnati Bengals all they yep. could handle in the postseason. So a uh, nice win there for Josh McDaniels and company with the Raiders. Um, speaking of playoff picture here, we throw that up and, and kind of look at the AFC. Man, this is it's heading towards a very big <laughs> Sunday. I know, yeah, kind of separation Saturday or elimination Sunday. I don't know whatever you want to you know used to call that in college football separation right. Saturday. And maybe this is uh, kind of a separation Sunday coming up because you see the eight and four Dolphins. They're going to come take on the six and six Chargers. That's a big matchup. Then you look at the number one team right now in the AFC, the Buffalo Bills. They're going to have to see if they can avenge the loss to the Jets inside their division. The Jets, a playoff team, if the season ended right now as well. Those are two huge, huge matchups with big implications going mm. forward, Rhett. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just looking at the playoff picture, you know, and the teams that are in it as we speak. Jets still in it despite the loss with a one-game lead on the Patriots and the Chargers. Uh, and then you've got the Raiders. You've got the Browns and the Steelers all sitting there at five and seven. Steelers kind of sneaking up. Uh, here a little bit, yeah. too, after a win over the Falcons. Kenny Pickett playing some some pretty good football there. And then Deshaun Watson now back with the Browns. Obviously wasn't very good in this last game against the Texans, but they found a way to win. The The Raiders feel like they're finding their stride here. I, I'm really like I feel pretty good about one through six right now in, in the AFC and that in some way, shape or form, some order, those six teams from Buffalo to Miami are going to be in there. But that seven spot could go anywhere and that's what's super exciting at this point in the season jets patriots chargers raiders browns and steelers all with legitimate shots there um i mean i think the only one you know tennessee you know has kind of been a little bit up and down but i mean 
they're in the AFC South, they're probably going to win that division, right? So they're pretty safe there, it would seem, at the four spot. This is going to be really interesting, Deej. Yeah, AFC North, huge week coming up. Oh, my gosh. You get two division games there. You get the Browns and the Bengals squaring off, and you get the Steelers and the Ravens squaring off. And all of a sudden now, the Browns win that game. The Steelers win the other game. Whoa. Right now, we got a little something cooking here. So it's going to be a big, exciting weekend of football uh, coming up ahead. I do want to tease that tomorrow, uh, Bucky will be back. We're going to dig in on the Deion Sanders hire, our former colleague Deion Sanders here at NFL Network. He gets hired at the University of Colorado. He's coming. Yeah, he is coming. That's a great video, by the way. If you haven't seen it, you should check that one out. It's on YouTube. Watch Prime uh, addressing the team. I, I would not have wanted to be uh, one of the kids in there, by the way. No, like, I don't no, think he very uncomfortable, uh, and that's probably what I he wanted. That, yeah, I, that mission accomplished. Uh, yep. We'll ju- we'll jump into that tomorrow when Bucky gets back. By the way, congrats to Bucky Brooks. They got a big win. They win the Southern California Championship. He's playing in the state championship next week. So way to go, I, Buck! Dang, Can't wait to uh, baby, hear all Buck. about a wild game. 55 to 54, a big win for Bucky Brooks and company. All right, we're going to get out of here. Uh, appreciate you guys hanging with us. This has been Move the Six. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids, no plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. (laughs) You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, 
Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. 